Hello, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Not bad. You sound far more chipper than most people I'm speaking to these days. Oh, I'm just uh, trying to get myself uh, in shape just because I've been binge-watching for the past few days. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, so how's everything going with you during uh, during this unprecedented event? Well, since it is very, very unprecedented, I am actually in the middle of rehearsals for uh, West Side Story, a Rhino theater directed by Jira uh, Waver. And then um, when I found out, I was actually also just part of my survival job at Madison Square Garden, oh, where God. I'm working at for um, the NHL and the NBA as a club team owner. Although for Madison Square Garden, we were already having hints and expecting the possibilities of um, not working, even though the initial decision the day before NBA and NHL and the Blasio and Kuomo announced the ban. They were supposed to continue the games without the fans. And when all the decisions and the bans rolled out, all of the the show that I was doing right now, West Side Story, so also have been looking into adjusting the schedule. We're supposed to open the show on um, eight. April 17th and we go from May 3 but then we're now moving the show to May 1st to May 17th on the weekends at uh, Rhino Theater in Pompton Lake. Now, now is that uh, is that subject to change? Because I just heard that uh, uh, the president had just said this might go all the way through to the summer. That's what I was just, I just actually saw in the news while I was actually waiting for your call, but also um, checking the feed. And as we speak, I believe they're already starting to negotiate and they've already announced there's a possibility of uh, in shelter quarantine, yeah. meaning that there's a 24 7 lockdown to any, to, in your respective apartment. Uh, and but the necessary, um, the only thing that they allow to go out for you is to buy groceries or other necessities. So those are the only things that I'm seeing for now. But because also yesterday that uh, I believe Trump has also said that they're also looking into uh, the possibility the effect would still extend until July or August. Yeah. It's, it's going to hurt a lot, especially for me as an international or actually, I guess, I'm in my post-completion of my OPC term under my student visa. Um, we only have 90 days accrued of unemployment in that entire one year of OPC. And now it raises, it gives me question that if, are there any avenues or ways that the government is going to waive that the days that are being affected, especially at this time where it's an epidemic, it's costly an epidemic, or national, a natural disaster. Yeah. If that's what we are actually trying to figure out. I was actually even posting it into some of my social media uh, last night as well. Like, 
I'm also questioning and looking into factors or possibilities. What if um, international actors under O1 or OPT can file a claim for unemployment? But as far as the things that I've seen, some and also some of the um, other friends, uh, international friends that I've I've seen in some of their posts, and when you were they were also trying uh, voicing out their concerns. There are no change in policies coming from SEVP and DHS, meaning the 90-day accrued uh, unemployment still stands. Meaning to say, if we are unemployed, accrued 90 days within that span of year, our OPT is going to be void and we have to be forced to go back to our home country. Now, now, now here's, here's my quandary, and pardon my naivete, and I was so glad to speak to you because I wanted to hear how this affects international performers, especially. You know, we hardened New Yorkers. Okay, we're here, we're staying indoors. I'm old enough to remember AIDS and 9-11 and everything else, so okay, this is, this is yet a step up there. But um, in terms of what it means to you, how can they revoke anything after 90 days? What if we're still in quarantine? How are you going to, what are they going to do? They can't send you home. That's what uh, we were actually, that's what I was already starting to question. I have already reached out to the International Students Department of my school where I actually graduated from. And same thing, they haven't, DHS and SEVP haven't, um, there's no changes or any announcement on whether or not these accrued dates are going to be waived or what would be the policy in favor of us since we're also going to be affected about what is going on right now uh, worldwide. And it hurts me because right now, if it hurts me for a fact that if, although there is no explicit um, verbatim that we, uh, we, should, we are not um, eligible to claim or fi- to file for uh, unemployment, but what it says in some of the uh, readings that I've seen is if we do claim or if we do apply or receive any federally funded um, uh, financial assistance, it could greatly risk our application if we change status. Mm-hmm. So meaning to say, for OPT to O1 or O1 to green card or renewal of O1. But what if for the listeners, if you are not um, aware of the jargon that I'm using, uh, OPT is the one-year um, allowable privilege year for any international students to practice um, their certificate or their degree in the United States in order for them to start their career. And once that one-year lapse, um, we can start applying for green cards, working visas, or afternoons, or artist visa, which brings us to the O1. Especially, I'm going to limit only this uh, explanation to um, artists, international artists, because I believe this is because this is where I am relating into right now. Um, it greatly affects because for me and where I stand right now, we are already facing, we just, in my position, I think we just have to face, we, we are we are left into no choice but to face because it is already included into the contract or a bond when we receive our employment authorization cards. That that is already stipulated in, and expected for us to 
that that we know that this is what we are facing. And but in my end, it hurts because we also pay the same taxes. We pay as the same taxes we get deducted into every salary legally. But it hurts because we are not being we can we are not even eligible for the same benefits that everyone can actually claim or can any or anyone can have. Also if someone also when I was having a discussion online with some of my actor friends in the business, they're also saying who are Americans because why um, the union can actually help. Yes, the union can help. But we have to remember that the union's job the union's priority is towards your members. Right. So right. Right? I was going to ask, are you in the union? You uh, Are you in Actors' Equity? I am not in union yeah. right now. So that's that's so, that's going to be the hurdle right there. Yeah, that's the hurdle right there. Especially, I believe, there are people in the Actors' Equity right now. Some Broadway stars, I believe. I saw some principals in uh, the Instagram stories of some of the principals on company also mentioning about donating to the Actors' Fund. Well, that is actually beneficial for every actors, but it would only benefit people in the equity. Sure. Who are members of the actors' equity. Now, what is going to happen for those people who are not members of any union? Even though, let's say, we are members of any union, it, uh, the double-edged sword with us is it is still a federally-funded aid, which puts us at risk if we if we move on with our applications towards our O one, our green card, or whatever, that right. is that's what's contradicting right now. I was having one of the discussions as well with some of my friends and my former colleagues. Yes, I understand the suggestions, all the things we have to call the HS, we have to rally our forces, we have to join whatever. But it is out of our hands already. <laughs> if there are no changes with regards to the policies coming from the SEVC, the DHS, or any governing body that would allow or that would cover, um, that would govern the people who are under the status of their OPT, their O1, there is nothing we can do. How many people do you think this... It's not this, universal as, as of now. How many people do you think this is going to affect uh, on your end? How many people do you think are under your kind of agreement, are, are going through what you're going through, are sitting here sweating, wondering what's going to happen in 90 days. How many people you think that might be? Do you have any idea? I'm actually uh, a lot. To be honest, right now, especially for the past shows and survival jobs that I've done with Theater Mama as well, because I used to work with Theater Mama, or I'm actually still working with Theater Mama. There right. are also other OPT-friendly, so a lot of... Um, uh, who works there also international students. So, most likely, the biggest effect, the most, sen- or like, yeah, the most common effect that's going to happen to us is the accrued numbers of our, the 90 day of uh, unemployment, it will just rack up. So, it's accumulated across the year. So, whether or not we get continued booking or continued jobs, if you are unemployed for a total of 90 days in the span of one year, even if it's spread out, it's going to be affected. Now, a lot of my foreign friends who came from 
Europe, who are from Asia, who are from Africa, who are British, who are from Latin America, across the world, they're already starting expressing their concern when I have actually voiced out my um, my thoughts about it. And coming from my school alone, for the past, since I graduated, or since I entered, I do believe there are already hundreds of people who are under OPT that are going to be affected from my school alone. And that is only a small conservatory or a prominent conservatory here in New York City. And how many international students across the United States? Most likely hundreds of thousands. It's going to greatly affect us because we're already limited. And now we are also being limited and being suffocated about it more than we are currently handling. And what the government is expecting for every international student that applies uh, to any school here in the U.S. is that we have to take care of ourselves. We have to be financially capable. Even we have to pay for our own insurances before we even get here. So we have to keep up on all of those expenses and yet we are still um, suffocated and we are still being ripped and limited with regards of safety and um, resources on how are we going to be able to move forward. Well, of course. You, you, you got, please, I, I don't think your contract extended to a pandemic that's literally closing the world. Exactly. That's why I'm only putting it into this context. Initially, we are only putting this into this context, especially on what is going on right now. But uh, for the past like few minutes, when I, what I was already talking is in a bigger perspective. Like what I was even saying to some of my friends, I am not scared about the virus. What I am scared of is the repercussions it's going to lead the entire world into. That's exactly what I was saying. That's exactly what I was saying. We will all heal. Those that will die, that is terrible. That is, that is tragic. But in the end, the, the, the virus will dissipate. But what is the financial ruin that we're going to have afterwards? And this is, this is yet another part of it that I didn't even imagine. Exactly, especially um, coming from my end. I have an international relations background, so political economy, international law, and world trade. Those are my big backgrounds before I went here to New York. Looking and touch basing into my um, education beforehand, it, we are actually going to face recession. We have no choice, yeah. global recession, especially... Europe is, um, the European Union, uh, is one of the biggest financial monsters aside from China. And speaking of China, both of them are greatly affected. Europe and China are both greatly affected economically. Sure. So it greatly affects everyone right now because everyone is scrambling. To be honest, I'm scrambling as well. I'm just trying to keep my head, my head space alive. Because this is a growing, an ever-continuously growing and evolving a situation where we all have to live it day by day. We have to, like, we have to just watch everything day by day. Because, or to be honest, every 20 minutes, if I may be frank, coming from my personal experience, I, almost 20, 30 minutes, I pause whatever I'm watching, check my CC if any updates. I'm not also check. I'm not only checking the updates coming here in New York or here in the U.S., but also coming from my motherland. 
because as much as I would like to help, coming from back home, I cannot do much because I'm I'm here. Where is back home for you? Tell our listeners where back home is for you. I'm actually originally from the Philippines. And right now I believe... Yeah, I'm originally from the Philippines, from Manila. And what's funny is that last week when um, my parents found out that because we're also monitoring all of this, uh, any news that would affect, especially I'm the only one who's outside the country. Um, they, uh, they even offered that um, they booked me a ticket. Get me, uh, I have to get my paperwork waiver, fly back home for an entire month when they initially announced until April 12th. But Do you find it amazing... That- do you find it amazing that that so many so many international artists have come here for great opportunity and whatever, and it looks like they need to escape here at this point for so many reasons? Do you find the absolute irony in that? When you said your parents are going to book your flight to get out of here, it's it it made me blink. The whole world is upside down. Yeah, I know. I, I'm also devastated with the thought, with the initial thoughts, but um, I understand the situation. Sure. I mean, I'm an adult, but I had to also, I, at that moment, I have to think, I understand their position, it's better to be there, but I also have to think, what if we're gonna endure us? One, I can, what, economically wise, yeah. flights yeah. may be cheap, but most likely they're mostly expensive, one. Also, if you're traveling from one country or one state or one city to another, you have to quarantine yourself 14 days, 14 to 21 days. Oh, of course. To allow the incubation period for before you even have your checkup, before you even conduct your test. And you have to wait for like, what, 48 hours to 72 hours for you to get your results. Right. Right. So that is not going to be economically uh, beneficial. Coming from my end, that's what I, that's what I argue for my mom and my parents. I told them, I, I don't mind coming home in the Philippines. But look at this way. Not only with the price tickets, not only myself warranting away from the house, I have to keep myself away from the family before I even spend time with them for 21 days maximum and get tests. And then that's costly. Yeah. It's going to cost more than a lot. Sure. And comparing to just staying here, I would only have to worry about my rent and my weekly budget. Because that's the most cheapest option I can have. Well, there's irony when rent is the cheapest option you have. I'd rather pay. I'd rather pay the rent and just stay home or stay in the city than fly back home, where I know I'll be better taken off, literally taken care of there where, than here, where you're quarantined for most of a month anyway. Um, exactly. What What is this all going to look like? Now, normally I ask uh, uh, the artists, I say, what will the theater uh, normally, will, what will the theater look like when this all is over? But I'm asking you more generally because you're, you're, you're learning your, your, your whole self is, is, is in a far different situation than someone who was born here. Uh, uh, what, what's it all going to look like when it's all over? When, when the virus is gone and we're back to work, what's it going to look like? To tell you frankly, this is the best in our, the best, I'm just, I'm hoping for the best way we're in business as usual. Okay. But, but, here's the but. Yeah. 
I suspect it's business as usual, but I hope they prioritize the people in the industry who are displaced, one, and allow the people who need it more. Knowing the industry is so competitive, I just wish that they'd allow people who need it more, who need the platform more, in order for them to elevate each other. As much as I see that theater is, uh, is trying, the theater world is trying to be inclusive and, and every effort that they can, I still see some lack of um, initiatives with regards to for, uh, helping foreign artists. Mm-hmm. Because we are mostly sent off by ourselves. Yeah. After we graduate, we're scrambling trying to comply to get all the paperwork and requirements as we apply for our artist visas. And for me, as a foreigner here in the United States, what I am looking forward as of now until, let's say, April 13, where everything, let's say we assume everything is going to resume on April 13. Mm-hmm. What, I am, what I am looking forward is allow wave that wave that one whole month 30 days uh, that's going to be accrued for us just because it's already impossible for an artist to gain credit for a year let alone get all the seven major requirements one of the major requirements to be honest get a major award either a Grammy Oscar Tony or an Emmy but it's going to be impossible. So, just, so you kind of think that it's you kind of think it's going to be business as usual. But you hope, as we all do, that maybe people will turn around and say, "Okay, who suffered the most during this month, two months, three months, six months, and how do we put that right?" Yeah. Yeah. Basically, I I I, I, I share your hopes. I'm sorry. Also, they have to look for the right actors for the uh, or the right people to do the jobs. But I just hope that they would also consider that the people who need it most is what they're excluding, is what they're not entertaining. Yeah, is what what they're extending help for. I, I've had many people tell me that theater is going to go back to uh, uh, prohibitively expensive or it's going to suddenly become a new movement where everything is much cheaper, so we're, we're sitting on the fence like this. But I, I have a feeling that, that you're right. It might go back to business as usual, but I do hope enough people take that one moment and say, okay, wait a minute, there, there are those that are crippled. What can we do? Oh, yeah, yeah. Francis, thank you. Because business as usual is going to be what everyone's going to expect in any industry or any entity or any business. But I just hope beyond resuming their business, their usual operation. I guess we have to say... What would be the plan of action or the framework that we're able to do to help who are greatly affected? Well, I guess, I guess we have to look at it that it's business as usual, but hopefully it's a compassionate business as usual. <clears throat> Francis, thank you so much. It, it was really quite enlightening speaking to you. And, and I wish you and all of your fellow international artists the best of everything. 
If there's anything I can do, you you obviously have my number. Uh, uh, please feel free to contact me and, and stay healthy, and, and, and I'll see you on the other side of this. Thank you so much, Jerry. I mean, it's a delight for me to talk to you about open up this matter and also providing the platform for us to talk about this and give life. And I am looking forward that um, a lot of also international artists would also share their sentiments uh, about the situation, not just me. I'm, I'm reaching out to them. I just hope they reach back. Oh, yeah. Because I think every national or every country where they came from would have a different effect for them. For sure. So it's supposed to be crazy. Uh, yeah. Well, let's look forward to a little crazy before a little business as usual, then. <laughs> that is expected, Jay. Thank you, Francis. All the best. I will talk to you soon. Have a good day. Take care. Ciao.